When I started making it, I did not realize it was going to be the beast that it is. It's like I didn't realize how much effort a tech startup takes. I kind of just was a bit naive and thought I'd put it on the stores and do some marketing and all would be well. Um, that's not true. <laughs> I've learned a lot of lessons this year. I mean, our ultimate goal was always like a LinkedIn for golf. Um, connecting people through mutual connections and business connections and community connections. And you kind of just have to see what people like and what they go for and what they don't. My name is Lydia Davies, founder and CEO of Teammates Golf. This is Code Story, the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries, who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Labhart, and today how Lydia Davies built the best way for her community to see who else is down to golf. All this and more on Code Story. Lydia Davies is from the UK originally, but she has lived all over the world. She was actually born in Thailand and lived in Southeast Asia, Singapore, Alaska, the Middle East, and now is in Houston, Texas. She's always been into sports, playing, supporting, etc. When she was 16 years old, she signed on to a music label as a singer and a pianist, traveling around the world to perform. When she left the music industry, she got really into tech. As she opened her Performing Arts Academy, she ended up building her own website and app for the business. During COVID in 2020, she started creating a framework for a golf app for her and her husband to find people to play golf with. She wanted the app to have mechanics like a dating app with a social aspect to see who was down to play some golf worldwide. This is the creation story of Teammates. Teammates is a, a, a golf app. It connects golfers worldwide. The main feature of it is being able to post tee times and then searching for golfers in your area. Um, it works on location-based, so if I set up a tee time at my local Muni, it will show me, and I press invite teammates, it will show me everyone in my area. So I can then invite them and they get a notification and they can accept or decline. It also has a full social networking newsfeed as well as a marketplace where each user can set up their own store, sell old, new or used golf equipment or trade equipment. So yeah, it's really about getting the community of golfers together. And you know, it's the sport has grown exponentially in the last year, really since COVID started. And it's really just becoming, it's almost becoming a trendy thing to do, which I love. And there's lots of more females getting into it and youth getting into it. And golfers really have a good connection with each other. And um, it's such a fun day out. I created it because of my husband traveling and playing alone. He's a, a very social person and likes to chat to people. So. I did it with him in mind, particularly as well as myself not being able to find enough females in my area to play with. And we really both having lived up being living living overseas for most of our lives, um, the community feel is really important to us. And I think linking people through sports is a really great icebreaker and a good way of people getting making new friends and getting to know each other and maybe 
spending time with people that you wouldn't think that you would like, but then you do end up really enjoying their company and just sharing a passion for the sport. Let's dive into the MVP. So that first product you built, how long did it take you to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? So (laughs) it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to, as things do. I did all the framework on XD um, last summer um, when COVID was kind of in the height of things. Once I had all the framework done, I knew, you know, I, I wasn't super experienced with coding or anything. So I got a development team on board um, and they started building it in, I think, August, September of 2020 using the framework that I'd done. And we kind of had meetings three times a week and went through each little design and each link and you know, how everything was going to work. And we went through a lot of drafts of it, I do have to say. (laughs) I'm uh, pretty picky, so the poor things had to go back multiple times and change stuff and fix things. And, you know, we really wanted to make sure that the flow was simple because that's one thing people get bored so easily these days on apps. And if it's not quick and easy, then they're off it. And that was really important to us. And it did take us a while to be to get that flow, which I think we have a pretty stable foundation now. Um, and then we launched it in June. We did have some, of course, had some bugs and stuff at the beginning, as you do, which we tried to fix as quickly as possible. And we've just been smoothing it out since then. And now we're working on adding a bunch of new features, which is really exciting. Let's stick on the MVP a little bit. So with any you know first product you've got to work through decisions and trade-offs about you know what features you're going to include in the very beginning what you're going to cut and you know even what sort of technical debt you're going to accept and fix later so tell me about some of those decisions and trade-offs you had to work through and how you coped with them well i knew that the main feature obviously had to be the team time linking and when i first went about creating it uh, I was using like Bumble or Tinder as an example of how you could just, you know, swipe through people and like, oh, I'd like to play golf with him, add, I'd like to play golf with her, add. It still isn't quite as simple as I want it to be, um, but that was, the, that was the core feature of the app. So once we had that part down, I knew that there had to be something else to engage consumers at the beginning because I think people are a little hesitant with something new and meeting up with people, um, which is understandable. Uh, there's, you know, all different personalities in the world. So I wanted the, I want, really wanted the social networking aspect of it on there, not only to draw people in, but so that there was a news feed of everything golf. My husband, for example, spends, before we made the app, spent a lot of time on Instagram just trying to filter to golf. And all he wanted to see was golf swing videos and golf tips and golf courses. And so we, I really wanted a feed that was just all of that, that you didn't have to filter, that everything you saw on the feed was related to the topic, the, the thing that you love and the thing that you're looking for. We actually decided to add the marketplace closer to the end because we were seeing a bunch of companies uh, during the main, the first part of the pandemic time pop up. Um, a lot of local Texas companies actually creating golf brand shirts, um, wedges, putters, gloves. Um, we noticed there was a lot of entrepreneurs and startups that were in that industry. And we really wanted a platform for them to be able to go on and somewhere that they could start. You could put like a storefront picture and Um, start selling your product without having to really create your own website. 
per se. So how are you how are you gaining or how are you obtaining feedback from people using the app and and other individuals and how are you using that to progress the product and build your roadmap of, you know, essentially this is the next most important thing to build. So when we first started, we had um, a group of about 50 friends go through the app um, in detail. We had them come over. We all went through it on a large screen. We had them play around with it and got all their feedback. So it was like a core group of, and we made sure we had different ages, males and females. We took all of that feedback and data and changed a few things and fixed a few things. And since then, every person that comes onto the app, I actually, I run the teammates page on the app. Um, I send them a message asking for feedback. I add, I add every single person individually as a friend, and then I send them a message welcoming them and asking for feedback. So we have been getting people give us, you know, they say like, I like this, but I don't like this. I'd really like to see this. Um, so we take notes on it and we compiled them all in the last two, three months. And from there, we worked out what was really important to us, what's our highest priority of features to add and what's our lowest. And we've made them into sprints and we're, we're working on the highest priority one right now. And hopefully, you know, in a year or two, we'll be able to meet everyone's expectations and needs. I'm sure there'll be some new stuff by then. So we'll be, people will be asking us for AI and whatnot, but we really try to listen because I'm we've made the app for the users. Their opinion is really all that matters. So yeah, we try to take everyone's individual response and really work on what they what they want and need. So how big is your your team? And this will be interesting. It, it, it sounds like you're saying we, is it you and your husband or you and your husband and and the, the technical team that you've hired? T- tell me about that. So originally it was just me um, building it. And my husband, Andrew, um, has is now really involved. He's doing all the business development. Um, we also have one of our good friends, Jeb, who works, who does a lot of the more corporate stuff of the finances and everything. And then, yeah, our dev team, Tech Revel, um, they, they actually have a local, they're locally based here. Um, we work with them weekly as well. So it feels like there's a big team, but really we do a lot of, I mean, I do marketing and branding and CEO jobs and, you know, we're kind of all over the place because we're a startup, but hopefully one day we'll be able to hire individuals that can, that their talents are based on those different areas. So when you get to that point, of where you're going to expand your team, you know, to a full-time capacity. What are you going to look for in those people to indicate that they're the winning horses to join you? So I am a hustler. I like to work hard. I like to get stuff done. I don't like things delayed. Some might find it frustrating, but that's just the way I like to work. So I like people with a lot of determination and motivation I don't like any slacking or excuses. So people that are really into, and that sounds harsh, but I just, I I feel like if you're going to push a product, you have to really push it. You have to give it 110%, not 100%. So we really look for people that are passionate, not only about golf, but about technology. People that can really work well with a team. We, we really like to also have fun while we work. I mean, it's a sports tech company. So if you're not having fun, then you're probably doing something wrong. 
and just have that community feel where you all support each other and where it's okay to ask questions and it's okay to communicate and um, staying away from the kind of big corporate vibe is really where we're trying to head. Well, let's talk about scalability a little bit. So are you building this to scale efficiently from day one, or are you going to fight this as you grow and gain traction? Honestly, a little bit of both. I I do have to admit when I started making it, I did not realize it was going to be the beast that it is. Like I didn't realize honestly how much effort a tech startup takes. I kind of just was a bit naive and thought I'd put it on the stores and do some marketing and all would be well. Um, That's not true. (laughs) I've learned a lot of lessons this year. So as we watch it grow, we're kind of, we definitely changed things around a little bit. Um, I mean, our ultimate goal was always like a LinkedIn for golf, connecting people through mutual connections and business connections and community connections. So we're, we're kind of just go, trying to go with the flow at the moment since things have, cha- have been changing as they do with, I think, probably all startups. And you kind of just have to see what people like and what they go for and what they don't. For example, our store, our marketplace hasn't been used as much as I thought it would, but that might change and all of a sudden it might be used the most out of all the features. So I think with tech, because things are also kind of bad sometimes, I think it's better to just go with the flow. And when you see someone great that you think would be a great part, a great addition to your company, you find a way to immerse them and get them involved. And we've partnered up with a lot of local brands, like a brewery, a clothing line. Um, We're sponsoring the Houston Open. Uh, We've been doing a lot of partnerships. And I think that's really important for startups is collaboration. Like if you can't collaborate, I don't feel like you're going to get as far as you could. And it's also important to us to support and help other startups as well. So working together is something that we think is a is a winning a win for everyone. Well, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built, what are you most proud of? I think female entrepreneurship is is on the increase and females in tech are coming up and honestly, I I love to support females and you know, I think it's can often be harder for us to get in get in the door, but I think I'm proud that it's a female-founded and owned business, um, and it's tech and it's sports, so maybe not as common. And that the team around me is really supportive of that, and you know have really helped us focus on pushing female founders and finding. You know, I've been meeting up with other female entrepreneurs, and it's just it's a really great community and. I would really like to grow the game for females in golf and that's starting to happen and linking with, you know, some female golfers that do it for a living. And it's just been really great to see that that part of the um, business grow. Well, let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you and your team responded to it. Oh boy, Uh, there's so many mistakes. (laughs) Well, we launched, we definitely launched the app too soon without doing enough beta testing. We tested it amongst ourselves and amongst friends, but we didn't put it out to a wide enough audience. And I feel 
at the very beginning when we launched it and we were way behind our launch date. So that was kind of, we were getting frustrated and wanted it out. I think we definitely could have given it a few more weeks to a month to have a smoother launch, but instead we kind of just went for it. We're like, oh no, it works, we've all tried it. And we just went for it, um, which caused a lot of bugs. We had to do a lot of updates. And uh, when you submit uh, an, an iOS update, it takes sometimes takes them a day or two, sometimes even three days to approve it and turn it around. So then we'd have to sit on these bugs and we'd have users complaining about the bugs. So that was definitely, I think, slowing down and making sure that you've covered all your bases and testing. Like I cannot even emphasize how important as much testing as possible is. Um, Cause sometimes there's bugs that come up after you've uploaded onto the store that you weren't even aware of. So of course some can't be avoided, but yeah, I've really, we've really learned now to really test it amongst a big group of people, get everyone's opinion, make sure there's no mistakes before we, we put in a new sprint. Well, what does the future look like for teammates, the product, and for your team? We're adding more features that are being worked on right now. Um, we're going to have some live scoring and GPS and um, a lot of other exciting features. Um, to link people and mutual connections and whatnot. We're working on making more partnerships with people in Texas. We're really trying to build out Texas right now and getting the community going here on the app. So it's really exciting to meet with local businesses and businesses in Dallas and really get it going. I feel like if we get it going really strong in a few big cities and it really proves how well it can work. And, you know, we've also been getting a bunch of users from Australia and the UK and parts of Asia. So um, getting the international crowd going, too, on it, it's really exciting for us. So we hope to just keep building and building our, our little baby um, until it grows big enough to where we can, you know, we have a great team and we have people that specialize in certain areas and you know, feel more comfortable with running the whole business, the business as a whole and just growing the game. Let's switch to you, Lydia. Who influences the way that you work? Name a CEO, CTO, architect, really any person that you look up to and why. I really like go-getters. Like, I mean, Whitney Wolf, for example, the Bumble, the, uh, Bumble founder. I don't know if you've read her story, but, you know, she started it at such a young age and went against a strong comp competitor and was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go against them. I'm going to make a better product and succeeded in that and hustled. And I believe probably worked out of her apartment or whatever for a while before do it, getting to where they are now. I really admire women that push like that and get the job done. And then I also really admire, you know, great brains like Elon Musk. I mean, He's really fascinating to me because he just, he's a genius really in many ways and all the different creative things he comes up with and trying to make more technology and things work. And it's just that whole company is really fascinating to me. So I think just people that are innovating and creating solutions and finding new technology and really being ballsy about it to the point where they know that maybe this won't work, but I'm going to give it a go anyways. Well, we talked about a mistake earlier, but a little bit different spin. If you could go back to the beginning, what would you do differently or where would you consider taking a different approach? 
now I don't I don't believe in regretting things and going backwards because I believe everything gets you to where you are and there's a reason for it and you learn from it and learning is very important for me um but if I could go back I, I think I would organize better because I'm not I I'm not one of this those super organized people I kind of do stuff on a creative whim and when I think of stuff I do it um but I think with a I was just creating an app instead of creating a startup and I think that if I'd been more organized in the beginning it may have caused a little less stress for myself instead of kind of um it was like a whirlwind through it all um I had this app and then I created the startup whereas I think it should have been the other way around um and got the basis of the company whilst creating the app um so yeah that's something I would recommend doing is making sure you have the big picture even if you haven't created the product yet but having the big picture of where the company itself is going to go it would be interesting to see if that's your answer to this next question so this this is my last question Lee. you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing they're jazzed about it they can't wait to show it off to the world can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane what advice do you give that person having gone down this road a bit i would tell them to make sure they slow down and look at all aspects of it create a big picture um like what's your 5 year plan for this what's your 10 year plan for this before you do that you have to kind of find an entire foundation of why are you making this product and why do you think it will work answer your own questions first before just going out and doing it but when you do go out and do it don't give up and think oh this isn't working because i know this is why a lot of startups don't work because people you know it's it's disheartening and it can be a really tough thing to do but if you believe in it and you believe in it really strongly you can find a way to make it happen and i think being versatile and fluid as well is is really important for any startup business so knowing that things probably aren't going to go the way that you have planned in your head is something you need to know from the very beginning. That's great advice. Well, Lydia, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling the creation story of teammates. Thank you so much, Noah. Thanks for having me. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Laphart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. Support the show on patreon.com slash code story for just five to 10 bucks a month. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening.